0: Welcome to the Easy Answer Podcast. I'm Brandy, plant-based chef. And I'm Vodanice, writer and plant-based adjacent. On this podcast, we explore thought-provoking conversations around food, share our point of view on current events, and explore how to be plant-based adjacent in this processed world. Hey, guys. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about one of our Netflix um, shows. Yes. Now, hold on, I'm start over. I gotta do post anyway hey guys so this is one of those special episodes where Vaughn and I talk about something we watched on Netflix and the episode actually it's not an episode it's a docu series called the principle of pleasure yes the like I mean, like there's more than one rules, right more <laughs> principles of pleasure so we're gonna dig deep into what that is and now there's a book called the pleasure trap that talks about food but this particular pleasure that we're going to explore on this episode it's more about the pleasure that comes from sex physical intimacy so if you are watching this usually you come to the easy answer podcast i see our conversations and there's some kids in the room and you don't necessarily want them to have this conversation now might be a good idea to just like tuck them away DVR this for a later time, but just want to give you a heads up. We're going to be digging deep into the Netflix docu series, The Principles of Pleasure. All right, Vaughn. I, you know, I saw it. You know, me, I love docu series. You know, so I saw it and I was like, this is so interesting. Like, I couldn't stop watching it because, of course, it is the history of the idea of pleasure as it refers to women mostly Mm -hmm. all right and they talked about like back in greek during the times of greek they thought that the uterus traveled around your body (laughs) that didn't make any sense like i mean but i guess i say this from a place of knowing that that's not how it is so i'm not gonna um yeah i mean if you don't know anything about it like this was like thousands of years ago Right, right right and then their idea of the word hysteria and how that was i think that was another word for the uterus or yeah something it was just really interesting and how most of the things that we think of as rules in sex like the hymen you understand that that just comes from a, our patriarchal society that's a and that's like a myth you know there's no such thing as a hymen that will break and then not you know, repair itself like the rest of the skin on your body. Mm -hmm. It will break when you have sex, but it will repair itself and then it will be, um, you know, there again when you're ready to have sex again. And so, and I just was fascinated by that. Like, did you believe in the hymen myth, Brandy? So, so I, I am someone who is very sex literate and because i'm a geek so just as deeply as i go into food <laughs> like i go into most things very very like analytically logically like i look into it so even before i was a late bloomer in the world of like sex as far as like when i actually had sex for the first time but crazy enough i would have friends calling me for advice only because like logically i had read so much about it so i didn't believe in The hymen myth only because I'm—I'd heard about people who had like broke it when they were riding a horse or something random like that. So when I noticed some cultures that like Jewish culture, like the Orthodox Jews, okay, um, they pull up the the sheet. (laughs) Yeah, right. Very very old school. That's why. We've heard about these cultures where it's just like you have the sheet, which is which seems like you say super old school and and very uninformed, considering the fact that the hymen is not only accessible. During sexual activity, nor does it mean that you have not had any sexual activity before. So I just happened to come into the conversation with a little more data, as I always say. Yeah. I mean, I did not have all this data. I mean, I never really thought about it. Like, I I think I I wrote a blog about this on Medium.com, and I felt like I was like willfully ignorant. Like, I just like everyone else. Like, I had the idea of being a good girl, and like not. I mean not even delving into my own sexuality, not because I felt, I guess in some ways I might've felt shamed by it and everything that they were putting out to me in the media about a woman's sexuality and about what it meant to know so much about sexuality, I bought into it too. So I never even delved into these topics. Mm-hmm. Like they started to ask people. So in the documentary, there's two ways that they do it. They're giving you information, they're showing you clips, they're telling you about the past and they have expert talking. And then they have people who are telling you about their lives and about themselves, like regular average women, right? And the majority of them didn't even know what like their vulva was, mm-hmm. you know. And I can say, I didn't know. Either. Did you have that class? And they talked about this in the docus in the docuseries about like like how they're saying they separated the boys from the girls, and then your mom had to sign a sheet to like pretty much approve for you to be able to go to this like sex sexual health class that you have that growing I started taking that in junior high okay (laughs) got it so we had we had a elementary school version of that you know of course it's it was it wasn't as it wasn't the junior high high school version of it but we had like an elementary so they introduced it um to us a little I guess earlier from a very you know Birds and the bees kind of approach, you know. Boys have a penis, girls has a vagina. That's from uh, what's that movie that that line comes from? Um, the uh, is it going Cop? Remember that little yes. Kid? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a tumor it's not a tumor. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny so so like it was very much you know like that and you had to you know you got to ask these questions you got to learn about like your menstrual cycle you got to learn about you know obviously if the sperm and the egg meat you create a baby so those are like the um and i don't know if the sperm and the egg meat thing necessarily um came up in elementary school but it obviously higher but there was it was it was really clear about just the the body the body parts and then when the they got separated like i, I obviously wasn't with the dude so i don't know what they did but i'm assuming it parallel what we did so like we learned like you know the vagina and the parts and the fallopian tubes and the and the ovaries and the vulva and the clitoris so so like you know and of course it was they tried to make it Fun. It was like plush toys and stuff. Plush
1: toys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, funny. Uh, yeah. so I think that, like, I think I learned it in junior high school, but like the labeling of everything and the way they were like, the whole thing itself, the woman's genitalia is the vulva. Mm-hmm. We think of it as a vagina. And to right. call it the vagina <laughs> is to only recognize its reproductive function. Yeah. And there's like all these parts that I personally was not aware of. Yeah, and it's not you know some it's like five parts of the clitoris in and of itself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but we don't like we don't have these conversations, right? We don't. Like, I have a friend who was telling me how when she was um trying to have a baby, like she was getting pregnant, she was like. Oh my goodness like i learned so much about you know and i was just like really she was like yeah like when she was in the hospital and like you know they're showing all the parts and how everything has to go and you know this this was someone in their you know in their 30s and they're just like i'm just at this age getting like when a I real understanding out. say it again yes you're just at this age when you figure this out and then you right. think to yourself like i was this age when i learned this Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what have I been missing out on just because I wasn't aware, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And and honestly, one of my friends who just had a baby was like, it's a miracle any of us got here. I mean, it's completely a miracle. <laughs> well, it is. Especially because like you said, like this, we come from a generation and I think society in general, like they just, the, this whole conversation about sex just isn't had as if it's not the thing that got us all here at the end of the day right like we wouldn't be here without this particular act um yeah I mean I guess we should pull up uh we were kind of giving our own commentary but I guess we should pull in a clip um at least the the one that you were referencing earlier about just the, the history of it and maybe that'll help us maybe explore how we actually got here
1: yeah um, let's see like that right
0: because you know like you say how did we get here considering how huh.
1: We have a history of women's sexuality being understood to be the source of disease, ill health, problematic behavior, anxiety and depression, physical and mental ailments were chalked up to hysteria. You want to know just just how deep it goes? goes? the word hysteria comes from the greek word for uterus side note the greeks also believed the uterus wandered around the body wreaking emotional havoc medieval anatomists even called women's external genitalia the pudendum, rooted in the latin verb pudere meaning to make ashamed i'll go ahead and guess that sort of misogynistic bullshit has long lasting effects Fast forward more than a century, there continues to be inaccuracies and myths and stereotypes as a way of controlling women's sexuality. And the biggest gaslighting myth of them all? are virginity. Hymens are the classic example of the metaphorization of our bodies.
0: <laughs> the metaphorization. You got to love the word metaphorization <laughs> of our bodies. <laughs> metaphorization. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, we- kind from- sort of remind you of what you don't know. You understand? Yeah. You definitely. know, and how I'm not, uh, but I have been, have adopted this ideal of ignorance is bliss when it comes to certain things, you know? Mm-hmm. You should know your own personal body. You should know the things that make you happy. But I think that the inner workings of stuff, sometimes when you have less information, it can make someone like me less hopeful. Got it. I got you. I got you. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, I'm like, I just want to understand how all this all this stuff works because it's fat for me, it's like it's fascinating. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the, the, the interesting, like, part of this, especially we're talking about females and and just, like, the sex conversation in general. And they talked about this in a documentary as Black You series as well. It was like, people were having sex in middle school. People having sex. I mean, yeah. some people have sex in elementary school, but they didn't know exactly what they were doing, right? They were just doing yes. stuff that brought them pleasure (laughs) that like, okay, that's, it feels good, but I don't think they necessarily understood the, the potential consequences of it. Of course. I don't, I mean, no, I mean, I don't, I guess I'm, I don't think in elementary school, you're thinking about STDs. I don't think you're thinking about any of those types of things. You're just like, Oh, this thing, this feels good. So I'm going to continue to do it. I mean, I think it's sort of like the old adage of, (sighs) As you get older, people are less likely to, you know, um, and college educated people are less likely to have more children, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you know what it takes to, you start to figure out what it takes to, for you to live in this world, Mm -hmm. how much money it costs for you to live, right? How many things, how, and not just the money, the emotional strain that, you know, living in this world does for you and everything that you have to do for yourself Your mental, physical, and spiritual health. Not only do I have to maintain me, but I have to maintain another person. And at the beginning, a child in your body is essentially like a parasite for a woman. I'm not trying to play children. No, it is that they're sucking, they're literally sucking everything out of you. Literally. Everything out of you. Yeah. Until they come out and you ask for joyce. And it's a miracle, like I said, that any of us got here. But when they get out, and then the idea of, I was just talking about, like we never like even talk about like health insurance. People have children and want, and they're like, oh, and then they sent me a ten thousand dollar bill because I needed. A, I had I had health insurance, but I needed a C section, or I, I had preeclampsia. I had this. I had that. I had to stay in the hospital, and all of these things happen. And as you get older and wiser, you start to factor these things into your mind. That's why it's better if people start having kids honestly at like twenty something. Those are the people who are going to repopulate the world. Those are the people who are going to be able to bang out five or six of them. Mm-hmm. The rest of us would be like, uh, one, maybe two, mm-hmm. and I'm done. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. But there's something, to, there's something to the idea of having a child older versus having a child younger, right? The child is wiser. Yeah. Well, the child's wiser and you're more financial, you're more, you're better like financially grounded usually when you have a child older versus when you have a child, how child younger. So even though people who are older might have not as many kids as someone who's younger, gener- like studies have shown that the, um that the experience for the child tends to be a little better. I mean, Brandy is the oldest of her siblings hmm. and I am the youngest of my siblings. So I'm the one that the parents had last. So everyone says that I get everything. Hey, y'all, y'all didn't have any type of yep, like yeah, it was y'all, y'all. They no, was okay, playing with y'all. Shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they was playing with y'all. It's like the, the <laughs> first one gets all of like, oh, we're gonna be the best parents in the world. We're gonna be super strict. And that's you know, nothing. The of that nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the time they get to the last one they like, "How oh, we, we done we can't okay oh yeah we worked too hard for this we have to do all that we <laughs> gotta do all this <laughs> just like okay. <laughs> and I'm the youngest in my family mm-hmm. so like for my so for me I feel like I mean I can't necessarily agree with your argument I feel like I was like I got in trouble I was you know spanked for having a smart mouth and all that stuff but um, I can see that, like, some of the things my sister said that my mother did with her. I was like, yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, even like nail, like nail polish, something that simple. Like, you know, it was like the age that my sister could like have a a nail polish party with all of her friends versus when I could even wear like nail polish that wasn't clear. It's like, but we both have multiple siblings. Like, I have three sisters, and mm-hmm. you have four other siblings as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. So there's um my father has a daughter and then my mother has a daughter and me and my sister we share the same mother and father. However, we don't really break it up like that. It's just like all yeah same. same similar yeah. similar story, same outcome. We just all siblings. Yeah. We all <laughs> Yeah. And these people started having children in their like 20, like teens, like teens to 20 right? Mm-hmm. And so like I'm the youngest And my mother had me when she was, we're not going to do the actual math because you ain't going to know my But Mm -hmm. she was still a younger person when she had me, -hmm. right? And so there's a lot of growing pains that go with having a younger parent, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, you know, there was no, like no one's perfect at this, you know? But however, I think that if my, and not only that, I was partly breech. So when I was coming out, Mm-hmm. They had to turn me around, and she didn't have anesthesia. Mm-hmm. But she said, "Let me tell you, God is a wise man because if you came first, no one else would have come." At you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my, my mother's theory has always been: you always get the hardest one last. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "And you weren't the easiest to mm-hmm. raise because you know I got a smart mouth, I talked so much." She was like, "You had so much mouth,
1: you mm-hmm. know,"
0: mm-hmm. and so. And so she was like, "If you were friends, no one would have come after you." And I think like ignorance is bliss, like, <laughs> all right. I can see that. I can see that. I didn't realize you. I was. I was fully breached. I wasn't even partially breached. I was fully yeah, breached. we do what we want to do. We, we do, want to do it. I was. I was. I was turned what can around. You do? Well, I was turned around feet first when my mom came in, and they turned me around like head first so, so that I could be ready. And then by the time she started pushing, I had turned back. <laughs> I turned back around, so they had to do an emergency cesarean. Oh, my God. you yeah. really was really doing what you want? I was just, woo, woo, just chilling in there. Mm-hmm. Gosh, yeah. I was of the same thing. They turned me around, and then I said, okay, I guess it, they better fall in
1: line. <laughs> <The body laughs>
0: thing. Whereas Brandy was like, uh-uh. Nah, you will yeah. not tell me that I'm going <laughs> to do the way I want you to do it, because I'm going to tell you how I'm doing this. And that is so your personality. And your mother, God bless her soul.
1: She, you were the first, and she still had more.
0: <laughs> but that's what I was saying. Like, when they were talking about that, I could really relate to it. And another topic in the whole thing was the orgasm gap. They had this chart, they were telling us about how men orgasm, how many, like, they say, straight men. How they orgasm at a higher rate than women. What it was like 86%. 85%. 95%, right. 95% of straight straight men orgasm during sexual activity. Only 66% for straight women. And then um and then 85% for lesbians. Which makes sense. It's easier for men to orgasm. That, that like the, the apparatus that gets them there is, is very simple, right? It's one thing. It's easier mental to orgasm, but also we live in a society, like they said, that is a patriarchal society mm-hmm. that has made us all focus on making them orgasm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not, not us. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I mean, it's it's good that at least I believe that we've evolved um a little in this in this space, whereas Number one, we're having this conversation. That docu series being made about you know this this particular topic, um, on a on a streaming platform that's accessible to you know pretty much lots that's of cool. people, right? Whereas this was this would be something that you know might be a special on like HBO at night, you know, what I mean? like years oh. ago, right? Well, and and it was not even like those those off-the-wall like random like sexual things, but just the education of it. Yeah. Wasn't even really talked about. And women in particular didn't feel comfortable advocating for their oh sexual sexual pleasure. Yeah. Even to the point where like and I know they talked about this in the docu series too, like the introduction of like birth control and how that was kind of a way way to empower.
1: Yeah
0: right. Empower women to be able to control when they wanted to start a family, right? It's like okay, they're gonna have sex because at this point, you know how society was structured. the People man- getting married yeah. it like right after high school, like yeah, well because they need, you know, they got to be given away because somebody's taking care of the woman because they couldn't do anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I can't remember what year it was, but it seemed way too long for me. Every time I think of when I hear it, where you couldn't even open a bank account without like your father or like a husband to to open up a bank account with you as a woman. So when a man's Role in your life plays so much, and you've been kind of raised and bred, so to say, I don't know how to describe it, to provide pleasure for this person. I know, you know, and and the outcome honestly is gonna, you're gonna end up having a baby. It's just that's just what's gonna happen. It changes your, it changes your life, it changes everything yeah and a baby changes everything that it does and, and 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 as as a non-parent you know I don't want anybody to feel like it's like um oh it's like it doesn't change your life people always make it seem like oh it's the end of the world like because some people say it that's not at least I don't think that's no, how, no, no. It either, how we say it, it changes I think it's a miracle and I think, I, it's, I think it's a really cool concept. you know I do I think it's a miracle I think it's great um but it's life altering you know, Absolutely. Honest. In so many ways. I can only imagine. Yeah, and everyone says they didn't tell you all this. I think that they sort of tell you. Yeah, so I, but you I don't I, realize how impactful it I, is. I,
1: agree. I had a
0: conversation with a friend who was telling me this She's just like, Yeah, you know, it is like when well, you have, let me know. I'm gonna I'll tell you everything and things that things and people didn't tell me, and I don't know, but having a kid never seemed like it was not going to be easy was... <laughs> <laughs> nothing about it seemed like oh there's gonna be a walk in the park that cute and we just gonna make this work no yeah so you have the other clip that we can roll with because yeah. um, this one <sighs> that's what that clip did to me it really did for auntie sorry what are we doing in, in the world uh, hold on, this is the body one. Hold on is this the body one again? I don't know. We <laughs> will figure this out. Let's move to 44, that'll tell me. Yeah, this is the body one. 44. 46. And Time for editing. Share. Share the screen. Do,
1: do, do. Need oh. to get tickled? You, you like, like your butt to get tickled? Tickle. <laughs> our eyes are always bigger than our buttholes. Than our buttholes. And people, people go in, and, in and they're, they're like, I want this one. And it's like, like if have you, you ever put anything in your butt? And they say no to me, so I tell them to get a glove and get some lube and start with these. You may learn like, oh, I love that feeling when it first goes in, or I like it when it's sitting still. I don't want you to move it around. These are the moments you explore, and you may not find that out the first time you use your fingers. It may take a few times for you to figure out what you want. I spent a shitload of money on some products this year to try and find out like, okay, so I've read about butt plugs. What's that about? I'm having a good time by myself. You can get plugs that are this small. You can get plugs that are this big. If you look at these, they're shaped completely different. This is going to go in a lot easier than this one. Without a base, without a trace. Your plug needs to have a substantial base or else you'll lose it. And I don't mean it's gonna fall out. I mean, your butt's gonna eat it. And sometimes you can get it back and sometimes you have to go to the ER. I just hope that everything we talked about helps you find your pleasure. You're all gonna be on TV. Okay, that was not hilarious without a base.
0: Without a, <laughs> what's well, yeah, well, gonna eat it up? I don't I know, know how you, ever you, eat we, anything. We've we definitely evolved in the society where we can talk about <laughs> <drugs> on... <laughs> on a platform. like, listen, I'm not a person who loves to like. Like I'm not a, like, a person who's like very out there in terms of what I do sexually, but I will say that I have never done that. That's not something that I ever plan on doing. I tell everyone who's with me, we not doing that. You not touching that. You know, just like that episode of Sex and the City. And they discussed the episode of Sex and the City mm-hmm. when they said to look down there with a the mirror. You know, that was the first time I looked down there too. And they, everyone mm-hmm. said that too. Mm-hmm. But that episode where she said that she that um about like men realize that the the butt is on the menu and they wanted somebody wanted one of them to toss their salad and how and were just like where did they get this from because they nasty girl yeah well they get it from <laughs> and that's where they get it from you understand like that's and that's the one thing that we don't talk about when we talk about sex like porn is usually the everybody's like first introduction to a sexual relationship or that was some um, that wasn't mine. No, no, no. When people think about what's the meaning of sex, like how is sex supposed to go? It's either some some,
1: some oh, TV. TV show that they've yeah, seen
0: yeah, and how so. it's supposed to be. And, and then, about that, like, woman's supposed to be that. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all that. I can't even do it without Yeah, because yeah, like, that's, nah, that's not what it is. Um, <laughs> All the time. I'm not saying that that's not part of the experience, right? Because it's an right. evolutionary fluid experience. Um, But that's the challenge and so you have like you have men who were producing porn and i guess they're producing their fantasy because as we know like this is for men right so when they get a partner they go oh i could try this random stuff and no one's talking about it so we don't talk about it we don't talk about it to the person that we're having sex with or we're gonna have sex with we don't talk about it with someone who's actually done it before, like an older person who's experienced because you're not supposed to talk about it. So you go to like your friend your circle of friends who are about just as clueless as you who are all kind of fronting. If there's a um, there's a J. Cole song, um I can't remember the name of it. But there's this J. Cole song that he talks about this and he talks about how, you know, there was a girl who was coming, you know, coming after him. I think it might be called first time was coming after him in high school or whatever, whatever grade he was in. Cause she was like, my mom's not going to be here for the weekend. So I want, you know, this is our time to like, kind of get it in. Right. And she's like, he carried himself with like this swag. So she thinks he's like, he's on it. Right. So he's like, he's, he's literally like watching pornos, you know, like looking, getting up. Cause he's a virgin too. Like he didn't even know what what to do. Right. (laughs) Real sexy. Like, yeah. So he's like, and she's also fronting. Like she's a you know sexual girl too, and so at the moment when they're about to have sex, like because he's been practicing pulling the condom out real, like sexy and pro, like she pulls, he pulls the condom out and she's like, Hold up, like I know you're a pro, but I want to tell you I never did this before. And he's just like, You know, neither did I. <laughs> Both of us were just fronting this whole time, so it's like it's interesting that that's literally the experience that we that what you know usually happen when it comes to sex, yeah, that's true. I mean, one of my mine- um, like the children in my family is getting up there in terms of age and so mm-hmm. we that if you want to ask questions about sex, you should talk to Ea. And I'm like, Ea? And that's their grandmother. And he was like, <laughs> you know the longest get the pro <laughs> We're like, she knows everything. You never embarrass her. And my mother used to be like, you know they want to put it in your ear, right? Like she was the mother who would, <laughs> like, you- I love that that was not my mother at all <laughs> would give it to you dad she's like I'm just gonna give it to you dad and dirty And raw, if they could they would put it in yeah <laughs> like, always say that We're like really wrong Oh, that's I like I met a dude that was like you know I've always wanted to I was like Oh, I can't stand my mother. Okay, so I will have to say, I've never, <laughs> mother I, wanted to put it in my ear. So, your mother manifested that for your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, but that's what I'm saying. I think that I have the, and it got on there when I was younger, but it's a blessing to have a mother. Who you could talk to about this type of stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we still have that relationship now. Not that I tell her now. Just right. Yeah. Hear it. But we try to encourage the children. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> yeah. Don't talk to grandma about getting it in. <laughs> That's comfortable. <laughs> oh, you are like young, so it's not bad. It's about your body. <laughs> <laughs> so ew. <laughs> <laughs> But on that note, <laughs> we are going to wrap up this episode of The Pleasant Principles, which was so good. I'd highly recommend it to anyone. I mean, it's so good. Like, we had all these points we we're going to talk about. We couldn't even get to all of them. Right? Yeah. No, it's, yeah. I agree. Which it's really a really glad, good episode. Like, yeah. Especially as because, especially because it, how it rounds out the conversation with people, like, different people's experiences. Like, people from all kind con- the whole spectrum of, like, Sexuality, sexuality and gender right yes. it brings in professionals and it pulls in history and if nothing else it's definitely a thought-provoking piece like where you can examine mm-hmm. you know your own sexual like pleasure gaps that may exist or or just kind of fill in some holes that you didn't know about yourself yeah and-, and you sort of made me think like we should talk, we should have like a sex talk right? <laughs> once a month on the podcast. So let us know what y'all think. Yeah, that, I, I, I am open. Listen, like, like it's, uh, I'm gonna tell y'all, I know way more about it than I'm actual. Like you, you, would think I was super all over the place. I just have, I'm like, I could have probably done a segment on a documentary. You know what they say about the girls with the glasses, right? Um, <laughs> we that's all. We're gonna leave it right there. Okay. <laughs> right guys until the next episode of the easy answer podcast thanks for joining us and be easy (laughs) thanks for listening tune in each week for a new episode
1: and stay connected to us on instagram and youtube at the easy answer podcast